Hey, what's up guys? It's your boy Bradley Thompson here and this is episode 11 of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. We are back. We are in the double digits and we're going strong right now. Um, I'm super sorry about the delay of this podcast. I'm recording this literally a week late. Um, <laughs> that's my Brad. My Brad. I didn't mean to do that, um, but I just got super busy with life. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to break it down in this podcast right now. Um, I've had a really busy week, but it's been a life-changing week. It's been a life-changing week, and I don't care who knows. Seriously, though, um, it's actually been a great week. Um, I really stepped out of my comfort zone this week, and I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But guess what, guys? I'm recording this right now on the Saturday, December 22nd. We are a few days away from Christmas, and I'm super stoked about that. I love Christmas. I always talk about this every single podcast, but basically, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Shoop-dee-doop, skippity-doop. I don't know the lyrics to that song, Um, but yeah, I'm super stoked. It's the holiday season. Uh, Means I get to hang out with my fam. It's always a great time to see everybody you know see some friends and stuff like that too uh it's gonna be a super great time get to eat a lot of food regret eating a lot of food and uh go back to rock climbing a few days later and absolutely regret everything i ate uh so that's always a great experience (laughs) it's so funny though like especially with rock climbing weight is such an important like uh, aspect of rock climbing like if i eat absolute garbage for like a week or so and You know, even though I might, I don't know, I don't even know, I don't even check my weight, but I, you know, I know I've been eating crap. When I rock climb after I've been eating crap for like a week, I feel it and I regret it when I'm on the wall because I'm just like, you know, if I haven't been eating this crap over the last week, I could be climbing this stuff, but now I can't, I can't send anything and that's my life. (laughs) I regret eating. Like the other day, I, uh, my mom always gets a bunch of like, uh, you know, gifts and stuff from work. And a lot of the stuff, you know, that she'll get is like chocolates and stuff like that. And she'll give it to me because, you know, why not? So the other day I was eating a bunch of chocolate and then my family also made cookies and stuff like that. Uh, so I was just destroying cookies. I was destroying the gluten. Like I wake up every single morning craving gluten and... I was destroying these cookies. So basically, I had cookies, I had chocolate, I had a bunch of crap. Um, had like pizza for lunch, and my stomach was just dead. It was just done. I, I I had so much garbage. And you know when they always say like, oh, don't eat too many sweets, you'll get a tummy ache. I literally got a tummy ache. <laughs> I'm 24 years old, and I need somebody to tell me not to eat too many sweets because I'll get a tummy ache. I literally got one. <laughs> my life is a movie. <laughs> But it's funny though, like I never do that, but uh, yeah, I went ham and then literally the next day I went rock climbing and I absolutely regretted it. So that's my life. But uh, Christmas is almost here. It's a, it's Christmas time. Guys, I'm the worst singer of all time. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see everybody and just hang out with my fam. Uh, Do that Kris Kringle again this year. I got some sick gifts for my family and for my friends. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm, I'm excited for the holiday season. It's always a great time. Um, and just to relax from work and stuff for a few days, 
it's amazing. Today we uh we made pastels. Um, that is a tradition we have in my family. My family, my dad's side of the family is Trini, and like you know his mom and stuff. Like they're very Spanish and stuff like that. So there's this tradition that we have, which is making pastels. If you guys don't know what pastels are, you know you probably have no idea unless you're like you know from South America which I know pastels are a thing in like, you know, Brazil and stuff like that as well. Um, but basically we make this thing called pastels. They are, I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, it's like cornmeal with like, you know, ground beef inside of it with like ground pork, ground chicken. And then it also has like capers and olives and raisins. And basically you make it into this thing that sort of looks like similar to a beef patty like this you know, sort of the, the size of the beef patty. Uh, but it has a lot more like seasoning and like, you know, other stuff in it. Um, and then instead of like frying it, we put it in foil and then we boil it. And then once it comes out, it's like amazing. It's fantastic. I don't know how to explain it because, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you can't really explain something that, you know, to, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. You can't really explain something that people have no idea about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but basically, it is a delicious thing. And we do it every single year. We make them every single year because it's like a tradition in the family. And today we made them for like three hours. <laughs> and they take a very long time. It's kind of like similar to how, you know, like my girlfriend's side of the family, like they make, um, they make something called Lampiang Shanghai. And all the Filipinos are just going to be like, yo, that's not how you say that. This guy's Tanga. And um, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not Tanga. I know exactly what that is. So don't say that behind my back. But basically, <laughs> Tanga means uh, stupid. Or or that's, you know, that's the nickname that people give me. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, that is Lampiang Shanghai is like spring rolls. And that's like what my, my uh, girlfriend's family makes. And they are delicious. But it's the same sort of process. It's like a tradition, you know. You know, they make all the in ingredients, they roll all the spring rolls and stuff like that, and then they fry them. So it's the same sort of vibe. You know, the family gets together, we we make the stuff, and then we eat it, and we eat it for the next few months because that's what we do. Like we've probably made like a, a hundred uh, pastels today. They're delicious. Like if you eat more than two pastels a meal, like you can't do that. Like you'll you'll pass out. It's, just it's super heavy like even though they're small they're super heavy because all the ground beef and protein in it but um they are delicious and it's not even like uh like it's like a dinner whatever it's like a like you know it's like a spring roll where it's like you know a side thing it's basically a breakfast thing as well it's like you can eat pastels at night but it's mostly like a breakfast thing like we'll have pastels on christmas day with like you know pancakes and bacon all that sort of stuff but it'll be the other thing and then we'll have it at dinner as well for christmas dinner because that's just you know it's just a side thing but it's not like an appetizer i guess like some people consider it as an appetizer but it's very interesting though like different cultures also have pastels and they have different things in them and some cultures like fry them uh so it's very cool that uh you know, there's, I guess it's some similar to other like foods, like tacos, there's different types of tacos, like even fried chicken, like different cultures have different tasting fried chicken, like Korean fried chicken is lit AF. And um, yeah, it's just not the same as, 
you know, Filipino fried chicken, like Jollibee's, <laughs> which Filipinos love. But uh, yeah, that's sort of what we were doing today. It was, it was a great time. It always gets you in the Christmas spirit because you uh, hate doing it after 20 minutes and you have to do it for another two hours. So it really gets you in that, you know, Christmas vibe, you know, the Christmas spirit. Maybe not in a positive mood, but it gets you in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I did today. Uh, I got this new Christmas sweater the other day. It's pretty dope. Uh, it says on it, it's a sheep and it says, Bah Humbug. I didn't know what this thing meant when I got it. Supposedly, it's just everybody knows exactly what that phrase is from. Me, had no idea. Had no idea. Why did I say idea like that? Um, <laughs> but basically, it's a phrase from Scrooge. And I was just like, okay, I never heard of that before in my life. I've never really watched Scrooge before. I've only watched Scrooge in the Bugs Bunny series. <laughs> so don't hate. Um, but yeah, uh, there was this other Christmas sweater that I wanted. Um, it's basically Jesus. And it says... Happy birthday to me. It's so lit. I really wanted that, that sweater. And it might be offensive to some people. And it's 2018. I know people get offensive by stuff. People get offended by stuff. Like people get offended by Christmas carols nowadays. We live in a crazy world. We live in a crazy world. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty sick. Even though it might be offensive. <laughs> uh, it's crazy though. Uh, it's Christmas season. You know, I've been eating a lot of cookies already. Uh... I'm just looking forward to the holidays, like just chilling for a little bit. I have some time off from work, which is lit as well. And I want to go skating this summer, uh, this winter. Uh, but one thing I really want to do, other than just skating, I want to go to Ottawa and I want to skate the Rideau Canal. I have always wanted to go to the Rideau Canal. And I think this year might be the year that I do it. I think I'm going to get like an Airbnb. Airbnb. Why do I? I'm like, I'm going crazy. Airbnb basically Airbnb. That's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I'm thinking about getting an Airbnb in the new year and then uh, getting the fam up there and then going skating on the Rideau Canal. That's the plan. That's the plan. I'm going to figure that out. But uh, I've always wanted to skate it. And I was hoping it would be er uh, open already. Like So like after Christmas, I could just go with my fam. But it's still closed because they have to have like a certain thickness of the ice and it hasn't been cold enough for it. So it's kind of sad. I would have liked to do it like during the Christmas season because I know they always have stuff in Ottawa during Christmas and New Year's, stuff like that. But uh, maybe right after New Year's, I might do it. I don't know. I've always wanted to go. It looks like an amazing time because they even have stuff on the ice. and like uh, I know they have like sometimes ice sculpting on the actual Rideau Canal, like my sister told me about that before. So it's a very cool vibe down there, and I've always wanted to go. Uh, even Montreal is dope around this time of year like i love montreal uh, they have such good food down there they got poutine they got montreal smoked meat they got bagels damn i go to montreal literally just for the food even the microbreweries are amazing down there uh they got a lot of great stuff but definitely the food is key in montreal but yeah i i, I don't know i gotta figure that out hopefully it gets colder soon even though everybody's probably yelling like oh don't get it I don't want it to be colder, but I want it to be colder so I can go skating on the Rideau Canal. And I want a white Christmas. I love snow on Christmas Day. I don't know who doesn't like snow on Christmas Day, 
But if you don't, you're a hater. And quite frankly, snow on Christmas Day is an amazing thing. It's beautiful to look outside and it's just like, oh, this is, this is what Christmas is about. Uh, I remember last year, like, it was super snowy. Uh, I remember, like, all my family uh, came over on Christmas Eve, my dad's side of the family. And it was, like, a snowstorm. And, like, people were, like, stressing to go home because there's, like, so much snow outside. It was a blizzard. It was really bad. Uh, and everybody got home safe, which is a good thing. But, like, people are hesitant to go home. They're just like, oh, I don't know if we should go home. Because it was just crazy. It's Canadian weather. That's how it is down here. Well, that's how it is up here. Oh, hey there. Let's go, let's go tobogganing. Yo, I want to go tobogganing. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Um... Yo, okay, so what I said at the start of this podcast, I said I was going to tell you guys about something that I did this week because I faced my fears and I stepped out of my comfort zone. Let's just get that right off the bat, okay? I've wanted to do this thing for a very long time, like for, you know, Definitely at least a few years. Like I've always had it in the back of my head. And it's always been something that I've been interested in. I always watch it. I listen to podcasts about it all the time. I love it. It's, it's an amazing thing. Um, it's an amazing art form. And basically I tried it out last week. And nobody knows except for the people that were there. And basically my sister. <laughs> but um, it was a really interesting experience. And I know you guys are just like, what the frig is he talking about? I'm going to get into it right now. Give me a sec. I'm, this is the lead-in, okay? But basically, it was a very interesting experience. It went a lot better than I thought it would. But I'm very happy I did it, you know? Uh, what the hell am I talking about? Okay. I'm talking about the fact that last week, I did my first ever stand-up comedy set. I did a stand-up comedy set last week, boys and girls. I went to Yuck Yucks in Toronto. Um, and basically, I did their open mic night. I did five minutes on stage. Uh, I had my girlfriend uh, come and watch. And I had one of my buddies come and watch as well. And it's funny. like I've been sort of wanting to do this for a little for a while, for a while. And uh, I've always been interested in it. Like I watch podcasts. I watch so many stand-up specials and stuff. I, I, love, I love comedy. And to be honest, like comedy, like making content that like I can be myself in. Like that's why I make, that's why I really enjoy this podcast is because I can be a total idiot and talk some shit, you know, and have fun with it. And that's who I am as a person. I've always, you know, enjoyed, you know, just messing around and just not taking everything too serious. That's just who I am. Okay. So basically I decided like, okay, it's time to, you know, face my fears and just try it out. Just try it out. I've always wanted to do it. And I was super scared because it's totally different than like say doing a presentation on stage. I was always a great presenter as when I was younger and stuff like that. Like, you know, throughout school, I was always, I always loved it. Um, and even like I did Toastmasters, which helped me become a pr better presenter. Like I, I, I was always a confident public speaker, although I would get nervous right before, you know, doing my thing. The minute I'm speaking, I feel, you know, confident. And I really enjoy, you know, obviously having the attention on me because <laughs> I'm, you know, I guess I'm a, I have an ego, I guess. I guess that's what that is. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that stuff. But even like throughout high school, uh, I've always been involved, you know, in talent shows. 
I've always done like a bunch of like stuff on stage, you know, running my own like sort of clubs and stuff like that in high school. I used to run this thing called the lunchtime showcase at uh, in high school. I did it for like a couple years. And basically during lunch times, I would like do stuff on stage, like have, you know, somebody talented do something on stage, whether that's like, you know, painting or uh, like painting something, drawing something dancing or something like that i did that for a little bit that was actually a really cool thing i totally forget who performed but it was a very cool thing i, I think it was a, a really cool thing but yeah basically i used to do a lot of that talent show stuff and i always loved being on stage i don't know it's something about being on stage and like performing something whether it's like you know performing a song in a band like i used to play guitar all the time like i used to be in a band and we used to perform at every talent show then i used to do dancing as well uh hip-hop dance i was a popper guys back in the day so i used to perform all the time talent shows and stuff like that and then i even used to do like things like you know ukulele stuff like that uh yeah i, I just always was on the stage and i really enjoyed that part of my part of uh school was performing and just I don't know, like stepping out of your comfort zone and just being creative, really. That's what it is. And I remember when I first started doing talent shows, I was in grade six and I was still really introverted. Like I was really quiet back in the day. Um, and I was first learning guitar and I was just like, okay, I want to do a talent show. There's a talent show coming up. And I did my first ever talent show, but I did it solo. I did a solo Green Day song. Uh, the song was Holiday by Green Day. And I did a solo guitar thing and I sang. And yeah, like that was my first ever thing. And I loved it. I was thrilled with it. It was a fantastic experience. And that kind of got me hooked. Although obviously I'm not a good singer. <laughs> it's just It was just a great time. And I always enjoyed it. And that sort of got me out of my comfort zone and really forced me to, you know, start doing shit. Uh, on stage and stuff like that and it's funny like even in elementary school i was always really quiet very introverted and then i remember i did that and then grade seven i remember this i i was just like okay i'm gonna step out of my comfort zone i want to be you know i want to be outgoing obviously i was you know just quiet but i was you know i want to be uh not even popular just like i don't know uh like more extroverted. I want people, I want to be, uh, it's not even just popular. It wasn't even for popularity. I just wanted to get more involved. I wanted to just be more extroverted, like get out of my shell. And I forced myself to do that because not only did I join like every club and like every sports team, I was in everything. Um, I was even an AV kid, funny times. Uh, I was actually, yeah, I was, I was an AV kid and it's funny. We always had great times in that little club. <laughs> One of the guys, and I'm going to give him a shout out right now, is uh, you guys need to check out his music. Oh, I don't even want to like say he was an AV kid, but like he was. <laughs> okay, we'll get into that another day. Um, I don't even know. I don't know. But basically, we we're AV kids together and we we're super nerdy. Um, okay, yeah, it's not even a big, it's actually not a big thing at all. But basically, uh, one of the guys from Loud Luxury, uh, Andrew Fedick, one of uh, one of my friends. Uh, he's a great guy. I haven't seen that guy in years, but he was all, he was always a great guy. But basically, we were AV kids back in the day, and now this guy's killing it as a DJ. It's amazing. It's the guy's a crusher. But uh, it's so funny. We were AV kids back in the day when we were in elementary school. 
it's hilarious so yeah so we used to do that we used to like miss so much class you know i i think that was one of the things too like not only that i wanted to become more extroverted you know know everybody in the school or whatever like i wanted to like get to know everybody and stuff like that uh and that you know getting involved helps you do all that stuff but also the fact that I got to miss so much class time <laughs> was one of the reasons I, met, I, I I got so involved. But basically, aside from getting involved in clubs and sports teams, I also forced myself to run for like, you know, vice president of student counselor in, in grade seven because you can only be vice president. I remember that. Um, and then even things like uh, run for president in elementary school and then the same thing joins student council in high school but student council elementary school was the first big step because i've never done anything like that before i was super quiet i was always in my shell and doing that stuff forced me to step out of my comfort zone and that was the first big thing that it ever did i remember that um and i was super nervous but after that like shit was cruising i became you know comfortable you know socializing and all that sort of stuff i don't know i was always a quiet kid but uh I'm still, I still internalize a lot of stuff, but I'm way more, you know, confident, you know, obviously speaking on stage now, speaking to people, outgoing. I try to be outgoing. Um, that's just my personality though. Um, and then doing all those things throughout, you know, high school and elementary school helped me become more comfortable being myself to people, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, so that stuff happened. And I've always loved being on stage. That's, this has been a long sort of wraparound. So basically, <laughs> I tried stand-up comedy last week and I went to Yuck Yucks. Yuck Yucks is one of those places in stand-up comedy, especially for Canada, that are very popular, very well-known. It's like just for laughs, you know, very well-known name in stand-up comedy. And yeah, I went there, did an open mic night for their amateur night. And it was like probably like 10 people on the set list. Everybody gets five minutes. Um, but yeah, basically I went down with my girlfriend and I told my buddy, I was just like, yo, uh, we're going to go watch a comedy show. And then he got there. We met up and then basically we were at the door and I'm just like, you know, they both gave their tickets and I didn't have a ticket because I was performing. And I was just like, yeah, sorry, I'm in the show to the guy. And then my buddy's just like, what? Are you actually joking? I'm just like, no, no, I'm doing stand-up tonight. He's just like, no way. And I think I blew his mind. But uh, yeah, it was like one of those surprise things because I didn't really want, I didn't want anybody to know, obviously, because it's my first set. And it's a very scary thing to be doing something new, especially when you're, you know, trying to be funny on the stage and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he came and my girlfriend came and, you know, all the sets and stuff were very interesting. <laughs> Some of the people like totally had mental breakdowns on stage. Like they said like three words and they just like couldn't do it anymore. Um, but there were some really good acts. Like it's very interesting. Like you can see the people that have been doing it for a while. Like they're very good. They have a dialed down routine. It's really cool. Um, and uh, basically, obviously it was my first set, but I think it went really well. I think it went really well. I did five minutes. Uh, I think a lot of my material was really good. Like, obviously, I'm being biased. But I think it was really funny. Like, I find it funny. Um, but my biggest problem was that I tried to fit too much stuff in my set. Like, I had a lot of jokes and stuff like that. And 
I got some laughs, which I was like super stoked about. Like, it's, it's a really cool thing to get laughs from people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard to just public speak and stuff like that. But if you're trying to make people laugh, you have to, you know, really try to like set up your, you know, premise and tell the story to get people laughing, get the punchline. And I got some laughs. So I was very happy that that went that way. And then also I was happy that I didn't forget anything. I didn't even look at like, you know, my phone or notes or anything. Like there were people on stage that actually had to look at their notes. So I was just like, okay, that's, that's huge because I was stressing before, uh, before my set that I was going to mess something up and yeah, I, I was all good. It actually all worked out. But, um, yeah, one of my biggest problems was I was going too fast. It's not just like for public speaking or presenting where you can go like super fast, like, oh, hey, this is what you do. Uh, this is this is how it is. And you're going you're just rambling off like stand up comedy obviously has to be a delicate thing. But for storytelling, you can't rush it because people have to understand and they have to process the information. And um, yeah, you just have to articulate it to people a little bit better and you have to be slower. So I think. Next time I try it, I will definitely have to cut off a bunch of stuff. Like instead of doing like say six premises, I can do half that and just really slow it down and pause for the laughs. Uh, but yeah, it was a really fun time. Um, it really forced me to step out of my comfort zone. And I like always try to get people to, you know, do things that step out of your comfort zone because I try to live my life that way. Um, and I find it like helps you like even if you know you aren't going to be a stand-up comic even if you're not going to you know be a presenter you know a TED talk speaker like doing things that like for, even for public speaking I'm talking in terms of public speaking like doing things where you're practicing public speaking and stepping out of your comfort zone in front of people yo that changes you <laughs> that gives you some experiences and skills that you will never get from like say working at an office job or you know just living your daily life like getting on stage like even in front of a toastmasters group like it is a great experience you're forced to try to persuade people you're try you know you're forced to present an idea to people and although they're listening it doesn't mean that they care it doesn't mean that you're doing a good job either right so like it's a very interesting experience and that's why, you know, I did Toastmasters when I was in Sheridan back in the day. Um, not even back in the day, like literally last year. <laughs> but yeah, I did Toastmasters and this is a great experience. I really enjoyed it. And it's funny, the day that I was about to do it, my set, uh, I actually got an email because I'm on like a newsletter for uh, some guy named James Altucher. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, Altucher. Uh, he's written a bunch of like, famous books uh, let me give you the one that I that I know uh, uh, well, let me look it up so I don't give you the wrong name uh, I was thinking start with why but that's not him um, my internet's broken give me one sec don't don't hey don't turn off don't turn off this podcast don't turn off this podcast. Don't don't turn off this podcast. I'm looking it up still. You guys have probably already looked it up and you're like yelling at this. Oh, choose yourself. <laughs> That's his like famous book that he wrote. 
Um, but basically, he's like a business mogul, uh, you know, investor, all that sort of stuff, a tech guy. And he got famous off of all that stuff. But he actually sent an email newsletter that the day that I was doing stand-up. And it was about his experience trying stand-up comedy. Supposedly, he's been doing it like three to four times a week for, you know, I think like years now. And he does that to like become a better, you know, become a better public speaker, uh, I guess, to showcase his storytelling, to become a better storyteller. But he also said he does it to like, you know, it relieves stress. It makes him laugh. And I think that's one of the things I really liked about stand-up comedy is that like, you, you, it's not a serious thing. You're there to not just make other people laugh, but you're there to have fun too yourself. And I really liked that about it. It, it was a very cool experience. So I'm definitely going to try it again in the new year for sure. Uh, I'm going to try out probably some new material. I that, And that's one of the reasons I think I kind of enjoyed doing this creative writing. A few podcasts ago, like even like, you know, at the start when I started podcasting, I was talking about how I started creative writing and I started writing down funny stories and stuff that I've experienced. And those are literally what the things I'm talking about are those funny experiences and funny like observations I've noticed. Uh, and I think that's really cool to like just sh- talk about that stuff and just showcase it on, you know, a stage, not just like a podcast or like a digital medium. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy that. Like I already do the business stuff throughout the day. So like having a creative medium, I think like stand up will be great to add to, you know, my uh, experiences. No. So yeah. So it was a great experience. I'm happy I did it. And it's funny, like, it was one of those experiences where I really stepped out of my comfort zone. And although it felt like I was going to have a heart attack on stage, (laughs) uh, especially leading up to it, oh my gosh, I was stressing. Um, It's one of those things, like, after you're done, it's just like, wow, that was a fun experience. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about this new medium as well. So I'm happy I did it. I'm gonna definitely going to do it in the new year. And I've been telling people, I'm just like, yo, not even just to try stand-up, but like if you want to like try to, you know, tell some stories, you know, face some fears, try stand-up. It's one of those things, man. You can't, you can't, you'll learn so much about yourself. Even if you bomb, like it's one of those experiences you'll be like, yo, I face my fear about this. And get that confidence i don't know i i'm crazy like that i've always been crazy like that i love trying new stuff and that's just me so yeah so i'm super stoked i did that and i got one of my buddies to record it and yeah it was it was really interesting to watch you know my 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 routine and uh i did have an outer body experience when i was on stage you know in the middle of my set uh (laughs) But it was it was good. It was really cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, so, the next thing that I guess we can talk about is maybe the app of the week. The app of the week this week will be the Preview app. It's an app on uh, you know iOS and Android. It is for Instagram. I love Instagram. All these millennials nowadays love Instagram, and basically it is an app that lets you like sort of. St- let you take a look at what your feed will look like depending on the 
photos that you're going to post. What I mean by that is like if you plan on posting a new photo on Instagram, you can put it, upload it to this app and then it'll let you like move it around on your feed to see how it'll look. Like if you're trying to have like a theme on your feed, I don't know. I, I do it. I use it because I like sort of the filters and stuff on it as well, but it's cool to see what your feed could look like if you do everything, you know, the right way and try to follow a theme. A lot of people follow a theme. I used to follow a theme on my Instagram account and then I got lazy and tired of it. And I was just like, no, you know what? No, I'm done with this. And then I just started posting photos and I think sometimes you just got to stop overthinking shit, <laughs> but it's a cool app. Like you can check it out. It's called preview app. Um, the book of the week this week is a book called peak performance elevate your game by brad stahlberg i really like this book i actually listened to it in an audiobook form i didn't buy the hardcover i just listened to it as an audiobook on audible and it was an amazing book i really enjoyed it if you're looking to you know excel in a specific field not just athletics but in any field it talks about peak for performance how people train you know what the best in the world do to become the best in the world. So it's a very good book. Uh, I really like it. Um, so definitely check that out. Okay. Okay. So well, after that, now we're going to get into some Twitter moments. How are you feeling today, Stan? Well, I'm feeling pretty good today. Well, that's fantastic. Let's get into some Twitter moments. So uh, we're going to log into Bradley Thompson's Twitter account and we're going to go through some moments. Okay, so Twitter moments of the week because I got nothing else to talk about. Literally. And I missed last week's podcast and now I'm going to have to double it up. And I don't know what to talk about on my first podcast of this week. Um, okay, let's go through some Twitter moments. Hopefully there's no depressing stuff. Let's just only look at, you know, cheerful stuff. Okay. Boxer Adonis Stevenson wakes from a coma three weeks after brain injury. Oh my gosh, that's super scary. Wow. The Canadian boxer entered a medically induced coma after suffering a brain injury during a match on December 1st. Wow. Stevenson's girlfriend, Simon God, issued a statement on Saturday saying he is now awake. Wow. That's scary. And I literally just said I wouldn't talk about anything depressing. And this is the most depressing thing ever. Especially somebody that has experienced head injuries himself. A serious concussion. <laughs> this is so depressing. Well, at least now he's awakened from the coma. That's crazy. And you know what else is crazy in this whole story? Is that his girlfriend's last name is God. How do you get the last name God? That can't be real. Let's look that up. Simon God. That's actually crazy though. Well, I hope he's feeling, you know, he recovers. He has a safe recovery. Simon God. That's literally... What? Is that actually her name? She's got 110 followers on Twitter. She is HRCRA National Recognition Team. I don't know what that means. Um, she's outgoing. She enjoys learning. And she loves to collaborate. 
and tweets are her own. So just remember that. If you guys are trying to collaborate, then, you know, hit up uh, Simon God. That's crazy. Her last name is God. She is hella woke. Um, okay, let's take a look at what else is popping here. The weirdest memories of 2018. Let's see what's popping here. The grape surgery might be fresh in your memory, but remember Yanni or Laurel? That was so annoying. That was like that dress one too. The blue dress and the, I think it was the blue and the black dress. Oh, that's so annoying. Guys, I've been using Reddit a lot lately, and uh, that's a very fun thing. I never used to get into Reddit, but uh, it's pretty goddamn funny. Yo, these memes are so weak. I'm into those deep memes. Yo, I'm a meme doctor. I'm a doctor of memes. These aren't even funny. Oh my gosh. There's some aggressive memes. There's a meme. <laughs> Holy shit. What is wrong with people? People are savage. Wow. There's a meme of the crucifixion of Jesus. And the caption says, not a cell phone in sight. Just people living in the moment. People are savage. Holy crap. God damn. Oh my gosh, there's a meme of a hospital and then a grape in front of the hospital. And it says, bruh, look who just got out of surgery. <laughs> oh my gosh. People are so stupid. More stupid than me. It's crazy. I know. Okay. These heroes are actually villains in disguise. Wow. Asked his followers, this guy asked his followers to name a superficial hero who was really the villain. From Rose and Titanic to Simba and Lion King. Here are some of the best responses. Okay. Rose and Titanic lets Jack go after she specifically promised not to do so. And then forces a bunch of dudes on a boat to listen to her endless meandering story. Before she tosses the diamond they were looking for into the ocean. And then dies on their boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, I don't know. I've never actually. I don't know. I don't, I've never actually watched the full Titanic movie. I don't know. That was before my time. I'm, I have no interest in it. Uh, the Karate Kid was actually a bully who stole another guy's girlfriend before kicking his ass. I don't know. I don't really know that movie. Um, Mr. Incredible fighting to keep powers the purview of a bloodline elite against someone seeking to democratize them. Yeah, makes makes sense. Um, this is some boring stuff, man. I literally have nothing to talk about. Okay. Wait, wait. This is another one. Um, Batman. One percenter undermines local law enforcement, beats up non-neurotypical people who don't conform to accepted beauty standards. Okay, that's a that's a very intense statement. Okay, non-neurotypical. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm an idiot, man. Holy crap, guys! I have a bachelor's degree. <laughs> I don't know what neurotypical means. Like, these people, like, I think some people online literally, well, I know, they literally post stuff to make themselves sound super smart. I don't I don't know. Like, they, he must be in this field. Neurotypical is a word used to describe a person who has a typical brain. What does that even mean? 
this not only includes non-autistic people, but also people with mental illnesses, intellectual disability. I don't even know what this means. Okay, moving on. I don't get it. I'm an idiot. Um, are there any other good ones? The Jedi Order became a police force for an expanding anti-alien government that refused people the right of self-government. Okay, this is so boring. People post some boring stuff online, and I'm talking about it. Oh, there's an article talking about how Fortnite's getting sued by all these people, uh, all these dances, like Carlton <laughs> is suing him now. And it's crazy. Like, I thought initially that that was like, oh, like, these people are crazy. But it makes sense. Like, they're not getting compensated because I didn't realize people actually had to pay for those emotes during the game. Like, you have to pay for certain emotes and, like, packages in Fortnite because, obviously, it's a free game. It's a freemium model. So, it's free, but if you want any skins or emotes, you have to buy that stuff on top of it, which is super annoying. I hate Fortnite. I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, so, I'm not going to lie to you here. Um, yo, there is nothing going on on Twitter moments. There's some lame stuff. I'm going to go to the fun section, see how fun it is. Damn. Some lame stuff going on on Twitter. This is the worst podcast ever. I'm so sorry, guys. This is, you know, going to get nominated as Bradley's Worst Podcast. Yeah, there's nothing going on here. Oh, my gosh. This has been the worst. This has been the worst podcast. Uh, I literally have nothing else to talk about. My life is a movie, and that's all I got to say. I think I'm going to start doing video podcasts, though. And I'm also going to have some guests. I think I'm going to get some friends on this podcast. We're going to talk some shit. Uh, I'm going to start asking around. I have some guests that I want to talk to that are more serious, uh, like sort of interview-styled guests. But I, w I even want to get some, you know, my friends on here that I can just shit talk with. And it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, even my girlfriend, like, she's super fun to talk to, obviously, because we're dating. <laughs> Why wouldn't she be fun to talk to? But even, like, to talk to her about, like, things like um, cooking, she's so smart with that stuff. Like, she's a smart girl, but especially with cooking, because that's her field. She's a chef. Um, she knows so much shit, and it blows my mind of some of the stuff. What do I mean by that? Basically, like, when we watch cooking shows... Um, and even like, like cooking videos, like we were watching the final table yesterday, uh, final table is like this Netflix show. It's really good. It's, um, like a competition style show, but they'll be cooking something and then they'll be like doing like a certain cut on it or they'll be like, you know, I don't even know, like say steaming something a certain way. And she knows what all that stuff is. And she explains it to me. Like, I have no idea what all that stuff is. It's so hard to explain. Like, I know, like, basic things like dicing tomatoes. But she knows exactly what type of dice that is. She knows, like, you know, they were using this type of uh, fish, you know, yesterday to cook this, uh, this, what was it? What were they making? 
it was this French dish and they were using this fish that I've never heard about in my life. And it kind of blew my mind because she was just like, oh, that's this fish or whatever. And then she was explaining it to me. And then the way that they were cooking it too, like uh, it blew my mind. I had no idea. Like some of the ways that they cook things, I'm, I'm, this is stupid. I'm, I'm not even explaining it properly, but they'll like put it in water. They'll cook it in water. Like they were cooking this sausage looking thing in water. They put it in like a, like, like a little plastic saran wrap and they're boiling it in water and it blew my mind. And she called that a certain thing. I forget what it was. I think it. I'm going to say suve. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But basically, they cooked it a certain way, and she was explaining it to me why they do that. And it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. And that's why I love, you know, watching cooking shows with her because she actually knows what the hell she's talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I like cooking too. I've always enjoyed it. Um, and I don't know. I used to work in a restaurant back in the day. I used to, that, that was a really fun job. I used to work in a couple cooking scenarios you know at like a dining hall at uh my old university i used to work there in the cafeteria and then i also worked at a restaurant and the restaurant was such a fun experience man i used to work with some characters bro i used to work with some interesting people there was this guy on my <laughs> there was some some guy on my in the in the back of the house he would literally like say stuff and it would I would die. I would die. He once said this thing. He was just like, yo, guys, I'm a veterinarian. Holla at me. I'm a veterinarian. Let's go. I'm a veterinarian. And then he kept going on. And everybody's just like, what are you talking about? You mean you're a veteran? <laughs> He's like, nah, bro. I'm a veterinarian. It's like, holy shit. My life is a movie. <laughs> but yeah, I used to work with some characters. And people always used to fight with the front of the house people. And it was hilarious. Those were some of my best days because I would never fight with anybody. I've never been that kind of guy. I always enjoy, you know, I make the most out of it, you know, especially in stressful situations. That's really when I thrive. I, I've always loved that stuff. In kitchens, when there's a full goddamn screen of orders coming in, Brad is on and he is enjoying every single moment of it. But there's people in the kitchen that will break down mentally when there's like a full screen and they'll stress out and they'll start cussing at people. And I love every minute of it. I will egg them on. I will make it happen even more. <laughs> I was such a shit disturber. <laughs> and like, they'll be cussing. I'll be like, Oh really? Is that how you feel? Tell him. I don't think, I don't think he likes you that like that. <laughs> and they'll just be stressing. They'll start cussing at each other. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I, people, I, I never take anything serious. Let's get serious here. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that job. I really enjoyed cooking. But there's a couple things. There's a couple of reasons, you know, I know I could never be a cook. One is I don't like certain things and I won't try it. Like sauces and stuff like that. I hate sauces. So how am I going to be able to make sauces if I won't try it? <laughs> Especially cream-based sauces. I, I, I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. There's certain like foods and stuff too. I won't eat it. Um, let me think. Like a, like a cream soup, I'm not eating that. Absolutely not. So I'm not making that. And that's obviously you can't do that as a cook. <laughs> you can't do that as a chef. So yeah. Um, and then also on top of that, I have a really bad sense of smell 
And I don't know. Like I like my girlfriend will like smell like say a piece of a, you know, oregano and it's like flakes. So it, you don't know if it's oregano or not. And she'll smell it and be like, oh, that's oregano or that's a tarragon. And obviously she knows what the hell she's doing. Um, and then I'll smell it. I'll be like, it smells like green stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a sense of smell like that. And maybe that's because obviously I'm not a chef and I don't do it, you know, all the time and I'm not passionate about it, but, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I suck so much at that, but even like tasting and stuff like that, if some, like she'll be like, Oh, this is, you know, too salty. This is too much pepper. And I will taste the same thing. I'll be like, Oh, this tastes good. <laughs> oh, this, this, this tastes really good. And like, I have no idea. It's crazy. It's, it's very cool to see somebody that great at something. And this is me, you know, putting her on a pedestal because she's amazing at cooking. And obviously, you know, I'm not biased, <laughs> but yeah, she is. And it's really cool. Like it kind of blows my mind because something as simple as making, you know, an over easy egg isn't as simple as you think it is. Like everybody will make it one way, but a chef will make it a totally different way. It's it's really cool to see. Like she'll talk shit about my over easy eggs that I make for her and she'll talk shit and she'll say that it's wrong. <laughs> and you know what? She's not right. You know, she's not wrong. I mean, she, she, she's definitely right on that one because sometimes I do mess up. I do mess up, but it's cool. I want to get some of my friends and stuff on this podcast uh, to just shoot the shit and just talk about, you know, what they do. Like I have friends in all sorts of industries and it's, it's cool. It's cool to find out about different people, but it's also cool to tell stories um, and just talk about the stuff that they're interested in because, you know, it's just my friends, yo, I enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, so I'm going to start getting some people on this podcast and just, you know, it's not just going to be me talking about my, at my wall all the time and uh, having nothing to talk about, to be honest. Because this episode has been lame AF, as the kids say. Um, I should have just did my five-minute stand-up set on this on this uh, friggin' podcast. Get some laughs, you know. Get some laughs going, boy. Get some laughs going. It's funny. Some of my biggest laughs on my uh, stand-up set were me trashing myself. I was trashing myself, and people laughed at that. And I find that. Totally disrespectful. <laughs> How are you going to laugh at me? I'm making fun of myself. You're not supposed to laugh. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, I made fun of my beard a lot because I have a beard. What I noticed about this beard is a lot of older people do not like the beard at all. They don't like the beard. Younger people, millennials, just younger age people, they love the beard. I don't know if it's just, you know, a trend right now. A lot of young people are getting beards and man buns. I'm not getting a man bun ever in my life. But basically, a lot of people are getting beards. And I don't know. I think it's in right now. But I actually really like it. And I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I actually really do like it. Um, I look like the millennial version of a lumberjack. Literally. But instead of doing actual logging, I just play logging simulations. <laughs> That's my life, yo. That's my life. Um, it's funny though. Having a beard, I still get carded at LCBO. 
I literally still get carded. I'm 24 years old. I still get carded with and without a beard. It's a pretty depressing thing. Like, I think I look old. Like, maybe without a beard, I don't look that old. But with a beard, I look older. Like, give me a break. Still going to card me? Really? Show some respect. Show some respect. Um, last week, I did a, I went to one of my friend's houses. I've just been busy, guys. I've just been busy living my life. Like, seriously. I went to, like, one of my friend's houses. It was, like, a Christmas. It was not even, like, a Christmas thing. It was, like, a friend's miss. And, like, we had a ugly Christmas sweater party. I wore my Bah Humbug shirt. And uh, it's funny. One of my buddies, like, he dressed up as Santa. What? <laughs> Don't kill me, bro. He goes all out on Christmas. Um, there's another guy that had a light-up Christmas sweater. It, it actually lit up. It was actually hella lit. And we had, like, a contest. Everybody voted, and he won the contest because he had a lit-up, lit Christmas sweater. It was litmus. Um, but basically, I got to see all my friends and stuff like that. It was great. It's always great to get together with friends, um, have some beers, eat some food, and wear ugly Christmas sweaters. Because that's just what we do, yo. That's just what we do. Uh, yeah, so I, I did that last week. And I don't know. I've just been busy. I've been lazy after work, to be honest. And it's crazy. Once you work every day and it's just busy at work, the minute you get home, especially on a Friday, I never want to go out. I'm just like, I'm way too lazy. It's a Friday and I'm just like, nah, uh, I'm going to stay home. Nah, I'm, I'm going to chill. Because I'm way too tired. I'm a, I'm an adult now. I'm an old man. And I don't want to go outside with those millennials. I don't want to talk to no millennials. I don't want to go clubbing with the millennials. I've seriously had enough. I don't want to hang out with millennials. I told you that already. I just want to hang out on my house. Chill out. Have a beer. Play some Call of Duty Brock. Out. Let's go. Blackout. There's this um there's this game mode I always play, it's blackout. Um it's my life. It's my life. It's literally my life. That's what I'm gonna get into. I'm gonna be a professional Call of Duty player, guys. And uh I don't care what them haters say. I'm gonna be a professional Call of Duty player. It's so funny though, like obviously I'm not because I'm not that great. Uh I have cousins that I play COD with sometimes, and they are ridiculous. They're actually insane. Like, I'll get, you know, four kills in this game mode, Blackout. Uh, and they will literally get, like, ten kills in a game. It's insane. Like, that's my best game is, like, four kills. <laughs> They'll get, like, ten kills, like, easily. Like, they're ridiculous. And that's when I knew I would never be a professional video game player. <laughs> because... I'm not that good at video games. I enjoy playing them. Pass the time. Like, I'll, I'll literally just, like, yesterday, like, I was just chilling at home. Um, I was playing some, you know, Call of Duty Blackout. Uh, and just watching Seinfeld on the side. Because I'm, you know, crushing that series right now. I actually love Seinfeld. It's a great show. If you guys are looking for a show to watch, watch Seinfeld. It's, like, one of those shows that you can just put on the background, too. Like, and... You don't have to watch every episode. It's like Friends like or like The Office. Like every show is entertaining and 
Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, obviously, there's an overall storyline, but, you know, you can go in and out of episodes like nothing. They're all, like, standalone episodes. It's great. Like, I love those shows. I love shows like that. Um, there's this... Can- oh, I'm speaking of, like, uh, shit I, I, I've watched. Uh, I, I finished watching this uh, documentary of Conor McGregor. It's on Netflix. It's so sick. You guys should all watch it. You guys should all watch it. It is a fantastic documentary. If you guys want to be inspired, you want to be motivated, you watch that documentary. It'll change your life. It's actually so good. It's basically talking about like, you know, some of his, you know, his upbringing, like, you know, coming up as a fighter, which is really cool. Um, And then when he started winning fights and fighting people like Jose Aldo, um, it's crazy, man. It's a great documentary. You'll do nothing. You'll do nothing. You'll do who the hell is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? He says fuck, fuck. <laughs> it's like book. It's not a swear word. It's book. Who the book is this guy? Who the book is this guy? You'll do book and nothing. You'll do book and nothing. Yeah, I'm not very good at accents and um, impressions, so I'm an idiot. I just ruined my whole podcast. I just ruined it. And it's not an explicit podcast because I wasn't swearing. I was saying book. You'll do book and nothing. That's my Irish accent, which doesn't sound like Irish. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Man, I'll send my uh, my sister some voice messages sometimes just to cheer her up if she's having a bad day. Because I'm that kind of guy. I'll, I'll make a fool of myself to make somebody happy. Well, I try. I don't know. I'm an idiot, (laughs) but I'll send her some voice messages sometimes and it'll be me doing like an accent or like an impression of somebody and she'll be like, you're an idiot, (laughs) but it's funny. I don't know. I I enjoy it. I sent her this, uh, this impression of me doing Cleveland, Cleveland Brown. Ha, ha, Peter. I'm Cleveland Brown, Cleveland Brown. Ha, ha, Peter. I can't even do it now. I haven't heard his... I have to, like, listen to the person do the impression, and then I have to do it myself. I, I, I just messed that up. Um, I'm learning, guys. It's not even like I'm trying to learn. I'm just... I just... I've always messed around with stupid shit, and... Hi, Peter. I'm Cleveland Brown. It's not even a good impression, but I'll send her voice messages like that, and she'll just message me back, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I am. I know that. Uh, yo, I don't know. I, I'm an idiot. Or am I Cleveland Brown? Shit, man. This has been a very shitty podcast. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I just want to entertain you guys. I don't know. I I enjoyed doing this podcast, though. Like, although it's an hour of absolute talking shit and nothing funny, nothing entertaining, um... I think I'm just learning so much about myself and I just love speaking to you guys. Uh, it's like those uh, those Instagram, you know, Instagram bloggers that post on Instagram and they're just like, I just want everybody to know that I'm so sorry that I haven't posted in a couple days. Like people are waiting for them to post. Nobody cares if you post. You literally have, you know, 50 followers. Nobody cares. (laughs) I hate when people do that. Like, you know, like 
people are so busy they're not waiting around for you to post on instagram <laughs> and it's like a post of them like on the beach or it's a post of them like with like a like not even of them it's just a post of their book on a table like people aren't waiting around all day to look at that post most people follow a bunch of people <laughs> they're not waiting around all day for you to post like you don't have to say sorry you know what i mean like you're not like joe rogan and you have millions of followers you're not like david dobrik you have millions of followers like people aren't waiting on you to post like those guys don't even post every day a lot of them and oh i'm such an asshole um <laughs> no but it's true though like when people say that it's like i'm so sorry i haven't posted all day i know you guys have been waiting like nobody's waiting <laughs> i have anything else to do like i'm busy like, I'm busy living my own life. I'm busy trying to play Call of Duty Blackout. <laughs> no, but it's funny, though. Like, whenever people say that, I'm just like, oh. I mean, nobody was waiting. But, I mean, now that you mention it, I'm still not waiting. And, you know, thanks for sharing. <laughs> it's funny, though. I don't know. I, I find it funny. That's one of those things with social media. Like, everybody thinks, you know, they have influence. Everybody thinks, like, you know, followers are their fans. And it's just like, you know. A lot of your followers, especially, you know, when you're like smaller, you don't have that many followers. Like a lot of them are just friends and family. Like not everybody's an influencer, you know, like, and it's okay if you're not, I'm not an influencer. Like, yeah, I've done some brand deal stuff. This is me like tooting my own horn. I've done some brand deal stuff. Uh, but like, I'm not an influencer. Like I only have like a small number of followers and I don't know. I just try to make content that I like and I just trying to grow slowly. That's all it is. But I would never consider myself an influencer. And I don't know. That's just uh, that's just me being humble. And I love when people say they're humble and they're just like saying shit like that isn't humble at all. They'll just be like, I'm like the most humble. And I hate when people say that about me. Like even when like Donald Trump says like, I think there was like this thing, a meme of Donald Trump, and he was saying he was the most humble. <laughs> like, I love it when people say that. And it kills it. It kills it. But yeah, like when people say like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I haven't posted all day. Uh, I've just been busy, you know. I know you guys have been waiting patiently. And it's just like, no, I mean, I don't care, to, you know, that much. <laughs> You know, people are just busy. And I think that's one of those things, especially when people start a new project or people start, I'll go into this next podcast maybe. Um, but like when you start a new project, like say making a podcast, not everybody cares. Like, you know, like people are busy with their shit. Like I would never like, you know, send people messages every single day. Oh, join, 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 join. Listen to my podcast. Listen to my podcast because people are busy, man. If they want to listen to it, they'll listen to it, you know, post it and Whoever is down to listen to it, they'll listen to it. It's just one of those things. Don't be annoying. Don't be annoying. And that's rule number one. Let's go. Okay, guys, that's the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm so sorry this podcast was late. I literally said that at the start of the podcast. I am a hypocrite. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, but seriously though, like I am a hypocrite and I know it and I apologize for that because I know you guys have been waiting patiently. <laughs> oh, free man. I'm hilarious. I am so funny. Um, all right guys. Uh, that's the end of today's podcast. I'm going to be doubling up this weekend. I'm going to be doing another podcast and 
maybe tomorrow or the next day because I missed last week. So thank you so much for listening. I know this podcast was lame AF. It was the worst podcast to date, and I am proud to say that. Uh, So thank you so much for listening and being a true fan of Living the Canadian Dream podcast, which isn't just about living your dreams, but it's also about having fun and facing your fears. Thank you and good night, Las Vegas. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave an awesome review. Also, if you're looking for more great content by Bradley Thompson, make sure you check out his blog at livingthecanadiandream.com and follow him on social media at I am Brad Thompson. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.